When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white, nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Stories are written, read, and disappear, probably hidden on some dusty bookshelf, often forgotten and never retold. This tale is different because it stays in the heart of all who hear it. The memory continues, eagerly waiting to be shared with the next generation. Take a peek, sit back, relax, open your mind, journey into the world of the gulp of waters and slurp it downs. You'll never be the same again. In episode 7, Joe's birthday started out with an oops knocking her eye on the stair balustrade. It improved when her friends arrived and crashed when Iki mystically produced pigs into the house. Jeffrey managed to get himself into a prickly situation. The next morning unfortunately brought heaps of work. The house was in need of cleaning after the birthday sleepover weekend. Jeffrey was propped up in bed sitting on a rubber ring as his bottom was still red, sore and swollen. That didn't stop him from ordering everybody around though. Even the animals were fed up with his constant demands. Geoffrey definitely had a type of slurp it downs attitude. Jo helped her mum clean up as much as she could between running up the stairs, attending to all of Geoffrey's needs. That was until Joe cracked it with him and told him she would belt him on the head with a prickly pear if he didn't shut up. The kitchen was in an awful mess and the lounge was grubby because the pigs had run mud all over the lounge chairs, not to mention the carpet. Joe's mother couldn't work out how all the mud had managed to get there. Joe announced that it must have been Geoffrey and Ted running through without taking their boots off. Because Geoffrey was in such a state, he got away with it. Joe's mum shook her head and sighed. Ah, oh, well, never mind. Wish I could wriggle my nose and everything would be cleaned up. That would be fantastic. Unfortunately, we have to do it the old-fashioned way. Maybe in the future things will be different. Magic may become a reality. Ask your Aunt Pepper about it all. She has weird ideas about how the world could be. Do you really think Aunt Pepper is strange? I mean, I can't believe you were sisters. You're so different. Were you adopted, Mum? It's funny how sisters can be so different. 
I assure you, we are real sisters. I asked my mother heaps of times the same question. Peppa was so weird and she used to gulp and slurp her food down in such a rush. Mum called her a the gulper waters kid and Dad called her the slurp it downs brat. (laughs) She was always getting into arguments with him and it drove him crazy as she always had a valid answer. Joe looked at her mother in shock. She didn't know what she had just said. Gulper waters and slurp it downs? How weird! She was always getting into trouble. Your grandfather just gave up. Didn't matter what he said to her, she would always have a different opinion. Believe me, it was just like science fiction reasoning. Do you mean Aunt Pepper had a very creative imagination? Maybe that's where I get my flair for writing stories. Her mum smiled. She knew that it was exactly where Joe had inherited her imagination. You are so much like your aunt, it scares me. Dear Joe, you and your brother keep me on my toes, but I don't know what I'd do without you both. Probably travel the world like Aunt Pepper and have a great time. Sometimes I feel that we're nothing but trouble. Never, never in a million years are you not worth it or any trouble. That's all slurp gulp nonsense and fiddlesticks. Joe was impressed. Her tenth birthday must have turned a switch in her mother, as she was talking to her as if she was a grown-up and not a silly kid. This made her feel important and very grown up. Her mother had never talked before about her sister or their life when they were small. Joe's mum asked her to go to the shops for some groceries. She couldn't leave Geoffrey in the house alone. He was being such a big pain. It would be a disaster if Joe had to look after him. Most likely a huge fight would start causing havoc in the household between the two darlings. Joe was all grown up, well, sort of, so she didn't mind going to the marketplace. As she paddled her bike down the road, she considered ditching it and taking a detour into the bush to visit her friends. For a split second, it seemed like a good idea, until she remembered that she was ten, and with that came responsibilities, so she kept going into town. The fruit shop was the first stop and her list had bananas and mangoes on it. Jeffrey's favourite. Typical. He gets everything he wants because he has a sore bum. I like to kick him up his fat, swollen bum. The brat always gets away with stuff. Mr Clay ran the shop and walked over to Joe with a huge smile on his face. Hi, Joe. How's your mother? Haven't seen her in a while. Oh, she's fine. Just busy with my 10th birthday and all that stuff. Had a great sleepover with some of my friends. We pigged out and had a snorting good time. Do you mean you're ten already? Goodness, I can remember when your dad shouted everyone at the pub a drink to celebrate your birth. I hate to say, but now I feel very old. I hope you had a gulping good time at your party. What did he say? A gulping good time? How strange. Next, she went to the supermarket and bumped into Mrs Banner. Hi, Joe. What can I do for you today? I hear Peppa's back in town. I'll give my love to her. She's a lucky one, isn't she, travelling the world? If I had my life over, I'd have a slurp-it-downs time. What did she say, a slurp-it-downs time? Oh, gosh, I think the hot sun has baked my brain. Should have worn a hat. Mum always tells me to wear one because the sun's too hot. Better listen in the future. This type of thing happened all morning. It can't be a coincidence, can it? 
Everybody seems to be in a gulp of waters or slurp it down's mood. Better get back as soon as possible. Maybe I'm overtired from the weekend. School starts soon. Better get all the rest I can. The basket on the front of the bike was full and heavy. This, of course, made the bike hard to steer and quite wobbly. The sun was so hot that Joe imagined that the frozen chicken would be cooked and ready to eat when she got home. The strawberries would have turned into mushy mousse and the potatoes would be baked with the cheese melted all through them. Oh, yum, I'm starving. Just before she reached the front door, she noticed a small figure up ahead. Joe girl, come with me. Need to show you something. Need your help today. Know you will help. I can't come now. I have to take the groceries home. Mum will be waiting for me. I'm ten years old now and Mum is trusting me to do grown-up things. Slap, gulp, nonsense and fiddlesticks. Come on. I will travel the groceries onto your mother's kitchen bench. Get a slurp of downs move on. It's important. Joe didn't know what to do. You can't argue with an old slurp at Downs. So she did what he asked and followed him into the bush. Don't worry, girl. Groceries on the bench, mother happy. Nobody will miss you. She will think you're upstairs in your room. Won't have a clue. Remember, we could alter the time. Hurry up for goodness sake. We are running out of time before the important visitor arrives. There it is again. Who on earth is the important visitor? Beats me why everyone is running around in a big rush. We are not running around in a big rush. Get a grip. Instead of going to the village, the old fellow took the girl to the banks of Corkupper Ripple Creek. Joe noticed her two old friends were trying to catch some yabbies. I don't want to fish today. The water's too yucky and it's very hot and steamy. My fur's getting all crinkled and sticky and I feel a headache coming on. We have to catch a huge amount of yabbies for Peppy. Remember, her important visitor will be here soon. Want everything to be just right. It's very important to make them both happy. Well, I think too many people are putting too much thought into being very important. I'm fed up with it all. Can't even have a joke or do anything that is fun. All because of her visitor. It's not at all gulp of water's fair and that's that. Oh, for goodness sake, bite your bum and get a grip. It doesn't happen all the time. This is a special visit and we don't want any trouble. We're not even allowed to have fun and muck around. No fighting, no swimming or anything. It's all a bit much. Well, I guess you're right. I can't understand why we can't have a bit of fun while we catch the blighters. They seemed out of sorts, and not the funny creatures Joe was used to seeing. The old Slurpet Downs looked at Joe and shook his head. Can you cheer them up? Never seen them like this before. Pepper's visitor is important, but unfortunately it has caused the village to go into a spin. We need a bit of light humour to set things right. This isn't right at all. Poor creatures. I actually feel sorry for them. I have never seen them so down. Who on earth is Peppy's visitor? They must be rather special to be creating such problems for everybody in the village. Yes, yes, very slurped downs and gulp of water's important, I'm afraid. No time to muck it up. These two fellows are not used to being serious. 
So you want me to stay with them for a while and keep them company? Maybe get them laughing. Is that right? Don't know who else to ask. Everybody's running around preparing for the visitor. Joe thought it must be because she is now ten years old. Everybody is giving her adult tasks. At least she was being treated like a real grown-up. The old slurper Downs patted Joe on the back. Knew you would help, dear girl. You're just like your aunt. Have every faith in you. Just remember, no slurp, gulp, nonsense and fiddlesticks. Happy days. At least Joe is here to help. Come on over here and grab this fishing net. Yeah, sit by me. You don't want to sit near him. I'm better at catching yabbies. No, you're not. You think smelly socks will attract them? Look, Joe, see the old socks in his stupid net? Don't get too close as the smell will knock you over. Well, I don't think raspberry tarts will help to catch the yabbies. Yes, they will, because yabbies like the raspberry color and they are sweet and tasty. Joe shook her head. If it wasn't Vegemite and buttered bread, it was now socks and raspberry tarts. Where do they get all their information on fishing? I think it would be better if you used scraps of meat. What meat? I don't think so. That's a stupid idea. Joe gave up. How they would be able to catch yabbies with smelly socks and raspberry tarts was beyond her. You know, Joe girl, we heard the old slurping down say no nonsense. That's what we're all about. Well, maybe we can have a little fun as we try to catch the yabbies. Can I push the gulp of waters in the creek? Definitely not. We'll get into heaps of trouble for that. And all the yabbies will swim away. Tying the net to his tail would be a hoot. No, don't even think about it. What are you both talking about? Nothing for you to worry about, my dear fellow. (laughs) He was chuckling in a naughty manner. Joe rolled her eyes. These two were definitely going to be a challenge. Keeping them out of trouble and making sure their minds were on the task was going to be difficult. After sitting by the creek for hours with no yabbies, Joe got fed up. She demanded that they put some meat into the nets. I've tried smelly socks, raspberry tarts, and we still have nothing. How about the two of you consider trying to do my so-called stupid way? We have no meat! Don't you get it, Joe? No meat! Well, what about witchetty grubs? Goodness, she's right! The grubs are easy to find and they will wriggle. I bet the yabbies will love them because they're moving. Live bait? I suppose it's a good idea. That will probably attract them. Thank goodness they're finally listening to me. We always listen to you, Joe Girl. Why would you think we don't? Oh, I forgot they could hear my thoughts. This is going to be a long day. The day was becoming a drag and quite hard work. Joe thought that after collecting the grubs, they would for sure catch some yabbies. She pulled back some bark from the bottom of a gum tree to look for decaying wood crawling with any insects, hopefully witchetty grubs. Grubs like to live and eat in these types of conditions. Mm, I just hope we manage to collect some big fat ones. The two creatures scratched their heads. Joe was going to a lot of trouble for bugs, and they still weren't convinced that it would work. 
After a while, she had heaps in her pocket. Let's get going. Time's travelling on and I have to go soon. We need to have the basket full of gabbies for Aunt Pepper. Otherwise, you two will be in heaps of trouble. Can we tell you a joke? Okay. We're really bored with the day. Okay, what is it? You can tell me while we catch yabbies. What are two things you cannot have for breakfast? Well, considering we are trying to catch yabbies, is the answer yabbies? Because at this rate, we'll have none. No, the answer is lunch and dinner. Oh, gosh. Today really is becoming too long. The grubs were eventually put into the fishing nets, and before long, there were heaps of yabbies. Joe really knows how to catch the little suckers, so now all we have to do is eat the raspberry tarts. Good job too, as I'm peckish. has taken a lot out of me fishing. With that, he snorted, and stringy, slimy snot slid slowly down his face. Joe gasped in horror as the Slurpet Downs raced to get a bucket to collect the snot. See, it wasn't a big waste of time. We have yabbies and a big bucket of snot. Peppy will think we are the smartest creatures of all. Not everyone can do two things at the same time. Looks like you've caught heaps of yabbies for Peppy. I knew you guys could do it. Seems you just needed a good friend to help you through a boring day. Yes, you're right. It's all because of Joe. She know what to do. Only because she listened to me. Oh, boy. They'll never learn. Well, it's time to travel you home. Thank you for babysitting these two. Babysitting? She didn't babysit us. We babysat her and that's a fact. It's okay. I had sort of a good day. See you all soon. I have to go home to finish helping Mum. With that, she was travelled back to her home. When she got there, all she could hear was Geoffrey yelling from his room. Things never change. It really was all slurp, gulp, nonsense and fiddlesticks. Aunt Pepper had been away for a while. Joe knew she was busy with all the snot and stuff. When she turned up at the front door with her important visitor, Joe was surprised. The stranger looked as kooky as her aunt. He had a long straggly beard, lots of colourful beads, a cheesecloth top, flared jeans and bare feet. Who comes to visit with bare feet? Don't be so judgmental, Joe. Oh, great. I forgot she can read my mind. Who on earth was this hippie? And how come Aunt Pepper had the guts to bring him home to meet her sister? He didn't exactly smell too good either. Sort of incense fragrance. Or was it creature-like, stink of wet dog? Joe was not too sure. After introductions were over, Aunt Pepper relayed to everyone that Waldo Pickering was a professor of environmental studies. She'd picked him up from the airport. He had come over from London to check out the waterways after the devastating fires and was going to stay in the town for a few months. Pepper had met him on one of her spiritual journeys in India and they had become good friends. Joe, do you think it'd be okay if we used charity to cruise around the creek? It's important to get a real feel for what's happened around the area. Waldo will be able to work out a plan of action. Great. Now my personal boat has to take around this kooky dodo. I suppose so. 
Unfortunately for you, Charity's only used to me. And heaven knows what may happen if I'm not there to keep an eye on her. I get your drift. Maybe you should come along and keep things in order. There's every chance that Waldo can teach you a thing or two about the environment. Great. More lessons and in the school holidays. Can't a kid have a break or something? Joe's mum was in the kitchen preparing some refreshments and wasn't at all phased by the visitor. After living with her sister most of her young life, nothing surprised her at all. She just took everything her sister threw at her in her stride. Joe left Aunt Pepper and Waldo in the lounge and went to the kitchen to talk to her mum. They want to use Charity to check out the creek. Do you think it's okay if I go to keep an eye on them? Mum, he really is strange. Did you see he has no shoes? Joe, you know your Aunt Pepper is different. In fact, quite eccentric. I suppose all her friends are just like her, so don't judge, okay? Mum carried a tray of goodies into the lounge, shaking her head. She thought that the visitor was odd. Of course, she would never say it. There was something about him, and she couldn't put her finger on it. Oh, Dorothy, this looks fantastic. I'm so happy that Pepper brought me here to meet you all. It's like a family reunion. Family reunion? That's a bit over the top. We don't even know him. It's strange to hear somebody calling Mum by her real name. Dorothy. How weird. Geoffrey could be heard giggling in the hall. (laughs) He thought the strange visitor was a real hoot. The kitchen door slammed and he ran off to tell his mate Ted about the hippie visitor. With refreshments over and preparations in hand, they wandered down towards the river. It will take a long time to get the waterways clean. I'm afraid there are heaps of rubble and trash that have been blown in from the town. No wonder the fish are struggling. I went down to the creek the other day and the water didn't seem that bad. Well, sometimes it takes a while for all the rubbish to show itself. We'll have to dredge the creek and have a working bee to pick up all the rubbish. Do you think the creatures will have the time to help? What did he say? Goodness, he knows about the Gulper Waters and the Slurpit Downs. Let's drift towards Gulper Waters Jetty. Maybe we can offload into the village. There's so much to discuss, and I'm sure we could all go for something to eat. Something to eat? We really only just had afternoon tea. She got worms or something. Don't be cheeky, Joe. By the time we get to the village, even you will be hungry. You keep forgetting. I can hear what you think. As they continued down towards Corkupper Ripple Creek, Waldo chilled out. Joe listened as he laughed and talked to Aunt Pepper about all the things they had got up to when they travelled the world. It almost seems like the pair has a romantic connection. Could this hippie environmentalist be my aunt's boyfriend? Surely not. I think I'm imagining it all. My mind is starting to read like a silly romance novel. Who wants to even think about that silly romantic yucky stuff. Nevertheless, Waldo and Aunt Pepper definitely had some kind of close friendship. Waldo turned to Joe and asked her a question. When will water stop flowing downhill? Beats me. I haven't got a clue. I'll give you a moment to think about it while I dock this old boat to the jetty. Do you give up? It's quite simple. The answer is... When it reaches the bottom. So it was a stupid joke after all. Typical. He sounds just like the creatures. (laughs) Yep, there is definitely some kind of fond connection. And that's all I need. 
You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales, based on the children's books of the same title by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susanpease.com. S-U-S-A-N hyphen P-E-A-S-E dot com. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss out on the next exciting instalment of the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek.